When you're a parent, the weekends are often filled with many activities that your children are involved in. And if you're a mom driving those kids around, then you're often called a soccer mom. Families with working soccer moms, loving husbands, and two active kids are what most people call the perfect family. But we should all know by now, nothing is perfect. Nurse, soccer mom, and loving wife, Kristen Gilbert was considered the hero in the, her hospital ward. She just had all this experience and she was known to be so calm when her patients were in medical distress. But these were medical emergencies that she caused. Kristen Gilbert was the nurse of your nightmares. Walking down the halls late at night with the syringe in her hand, ready to kill when no one else was looking. Because it's easy to kill when you're the most vulnerable, lying there in your hospital bed, just waiting for the helpful nurse or doctor to get you back in shape, unless you were one of Kristen's patients. Hello, this is Caitlin from GBR Life of Crimes. In this podcast, we discuss women crimes and the psychology behind them. Why did these women commit these crimes? Was it mental illness? Did they do it just for fun? Keep listening, because this week is about Kristen Gilbert. They had an argument, and she chased him around the apartment with an eight-inch butcher knife. And he had to lock himself in a room until she calmed down. Kristen Gover was born Kristen Heather Strickland on November 13, 1967, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Her parents were Richard and Claudia Strickland, and she was the oldest of two daughters. From baby to about preteen, there really isn't much to tell other than how well her life was. She came from a loving home, and she was said not to have any big issues. That doesn't mean there weren't any signs of her less desirable personality traits. But at her preteen years, she seemed okay. However... When she was a preteen, her family moved from Fall River, Massachusetts to Groton, Massachusetts. And that's where the problems began to be much more noticeable. It was said that she was a habitual liar, even saying that she was related to Lizzie Borden, which may have seemed believable since her family did come from the same place Lizzie was from and lived, Fall River, Massachusetts but she is not related to Lizzie Borden. And Kristen's line wasn't the only issue. She was becoming very manipulative and angry. She would frequently utilize violent threats and would often threaten suicide. This didn't affect her studies though, because she was a very gifted student. She was even a member of the math club. 
and she had no trouble getting into, well as we know it, nursing school. As a nursing student, Kristen was attending Bridgewater State College in 1984. But in 1984, she also suffered psychiatric episodes, and she made threats against herself and others. She also faked yet another suicide attempt with her boyfriend. While she wasn't new to faking suicide attempts, this time around, it had bigger consequences for her because she was ordered into psychiatric treatment by the school. But Kristen obviously didn't like that, so instead, she transferred to Mount Wachusett Community College, and then she transferred again to Greenfield Community College. And it was there that she graduated with a nursing degree. In 1988, she was officially a registered nurse. And in 1988, she also married Glenn Gilbert, a happy wife for the moment, and likely a happy mom, because Glenn and Kristen also had two kids shortly after. But a person like Kristen doesn't stay happy long. In the time frame of her graduating, getting married, and having kids, Kristen also joined the staff of the Veteran Affairs Medical Center in Northampton in 1989. In this medical center, she seemed to excel because she was highly respected and she was even featured in the magazine VA Practitioner in April of 1990. She must have been thrilled with the attention, but not enough to stop killing, because she was jokingly called Angel of Death, since more patients died on her shift than any other nurses. Even though she was called the Angel of Death, Kristen worked at that hospital for seven years. And in that time, she also had an affair with James Peralt. He was the hospital security guard and a veteran. Her need for attention only seemed to intensify the murders and attempted murders because while she was in a relationship with James, it's shown that more patients were in medical duress. The speculation here is that she was trying to show off for James because it was hospital protocol to have a security guard in the room when someone was in a medical emergency. There were even instances that she would jump onto the patient to perform chest compressions and her garter would show. In 1996, the fun of murder would end for Kristen because 
she became the sub- subject of investigation due to three other nurses and their concern about the increase of cardiac arrest deaths and the decreased supply of epinephrine. Kristen wasn't one to just stand by in situations like this. I mean, the last time she left. So again, she decided it was time for her to leave this hospital. And she did. But when she saw that leaving her job wasn't going to fix it, she decided to call in a bomb threat as well. Between the bomb threat and the hospital investigation, Gilbert decided to check herself into psychiatric hospitals. She checked herself into those hospitals seven times, but she only stayed between one to 10 days each time. Wondering where her husband was at this point? Well, definitely not with his crazy ex-wife. Yes, I said ex. You see, in that time frame, Kristen had also been trying to poison her husband because she wanted to be with her boyfriend, James. So she tried to kill him. And it was a much more passive way. She tried to kill him with poison. And when he finally got sick enough to go to the hospital, her passive nature in killing him, well, that was gone. Because at that point, she tried to poison him again, but by injecting him with a syringe with clear liquid. And he was completely aware that she should not be injecting him. She claimed she just wanted a blood sample. Well, shortly after that incident, that he survived, Kristen just left him and took the girls with James. Glenn definitely dodged a bullet there. She's a crazy psycho host beast and I don't know what to do. You gotta help me, man. James wasn't a big help to save Kristen from getting convicted for any of her crimes. He cooperated fully with the investigation and with the police, and he testified against her at trial. Peralt had received a call from Kristen while she was in the psychiatric ward where she confessed to killing all of the men. Between her bomb threat and her murder cases, Kristen was clearly about to be convicted of something. And she was in 1998 for the bomb threat and in 2001 for the four murders that they were able to prove. For the four murders, she was sentenced to life in prison times four, one for each murder. And she killed much more than just four men. It's estimated she killed about half of her ward's death. At that time, her ward had around 350 deaths, and they are speculating that around 100 were because of her, but there were hundreds more of attempted murder. And the odds of that happening on accident, that's one in one million, so likely It was her, but it's okay. It was already proven. She did kill all of those men and very likely 
a hundred more men, and very likely attempted to kill many, many, many more. So now I bet you're wondering, what did Kristen have? Mentally, I mean. Well, she is not without any mental illness, as she did actually go to a psychiatric ward a few times, but she did that voluntarily, and that's probably why she was able to leave. But it's speculated that she has borderline personality disorder, along with a few other disorders. Now, the borderline personality disorder does seem to make sense because she did have impulsive behaviors, intense mood swings, feelings of low self-worth, and problems in interpersonal relationships. But it only explains a few things. And when it comes to killing the way that she killed in a serial killer method, it's more likely that she is a true sociopath, uh, previously called antisocials, along with having a bit of narcissistic personality disorder. And that is very common for serial killers, because having that together means that you are likely to create deception, uh, be ruthless, have aggression, lack of empathy. That's a big one for somebody with uh, antisocial personality disorder or is a sociopath. Uh, but she also has that attention seeking and self entitlement issue. And that was portrayed when she was killing patients or trying to kill patients in front of James Peralt because she was trying to show just how important she was. But she also loved the attention of being the, one of the best nurses on the ward, even though she was one of the best nurses because she was killing her patients. So she was calm and relaxed in the face of danger, but it was danger that she caused. So Kristen is a true killer, a true serial killer. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. It was a pleasure speaking to all of you once again on this third episode of GBR Life of Crimes. Next week, I'm going to bring to you Amelia Dyer, the baby killer. <laughs>